Welcome everybody to our sixth episode of Think With Jewel podcast with myself, Rodrigo, and my friend and co-host Jason Suarez. And as promised, like we promised a few episodes ago that we'd bring in a guest and we didn't. The last episode, we made sure to promise you guys that we'd bring in one. So we brought along one friend of ours, Paris Longhurst, and yeah, she's going to be our guest for today's episode. How are you feeling, Paris? I'm good. I'm nervous, but I'm good. Well, you don't have to be nervous. Just feel free to say whatever you have to say, and hopefully you'll enjoy it. Thank you for having yeah. me. Um, so you're currently in university now, right? Um, yes. Give us a little introduction on yourself, what you're studying. So I'm in London right now, and I'm in my second year, and I'm studying accounting and finance. Okay. And was that what you originally planned to go into coming out of high school? Um, coming out of high school, I wasn't too sure. I don't think anyone really knows what they want to do. So I knew I wanted to do something with business and I just sort of finalized it down to accounting and finance because it's something I've always been interested in. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Was that, was that part of the, because today's topic is gap years, right? Do you think, for example, that you're taking up a gap year? I think you took a gap year, right, between high school and uni, right? I actually took a gap year during uni. So okay. I didn't take... So how, did, how did that work? Explain that to us. So my... Basically, I did my first year. Uh, and my first year was entirely online because it was during COVID. So I was in Macau for the first year. And then I came to London and that was like a big move, obviously, for me because I came by myself with no family. Um, yeah. And then I decided about a month into being in London and doing my second year that I just needed a break. And my uni offers like a break from studies. You can you just apply and you talk to your counselor about it and then you can take up to a year off and then you just resume the next year. So I took my second year off and I did it. I started my second year again in September. So it was like a gap year, like mid, mid degree. Yeah. Do yeah. you think it was helpful for you to take that gap year? I think it was like the best decision for me personally. I'm really glad that I did. Otherwise I'd be graduating this year, which is a bit daunting to think about, but also, another reason was we were still doing blended learning when I moved here. So, like, a mix of online and mm -hmm. in person. I don't know about you guys if you're all in person now, but I am. And it's so much better having an in-person uni experience, I think. So, like, I, I don't think I would have done as well as I could in that blended program, that blended second year. So, taking that year off and being able to do, to do the last two years in person was a really good decision, I think. I got to ask, what, like, when you took your gap year, did you, like, learn new things about yourself? Did you use that time to, you know, work on yourself and experience new things, travel, maybe? What, what were your experiences? I definitely grew as a person, I think. Like, if I, I'm 21 now, so if I look at my life, I think that last year was, like, a really formative year for me it was really important and I changed a lot as a person especially mentally because that was that's something I've always struggled with and that was like one of the main reasons as well I took the gap year so I think just mentally I improved so much and I have 
I'm someone who has anxiety. So like moving to a new country and then going to uni was like really, really scary. And um, like after having that year to myself to sort of figure things out and settle into a new country, I I know it was just a very easy thing for me to do all of a sudden. I don't know, I just got better mentally and I became a much more disciplined person and more eager to study as well. Because I think I experienced what it's like to not study and I got kind of bored. So I was, like, I was really excited to go back to it. That's good. Yeah. So you took that year off, right? Um, and you found it productive. Do you think if you had done that maybe earlier, it would have had any influence on, for example, what you had chosen as a university course or what you had gone into or influenced you in any other ways, personally? I... I honestly don't know because I think if I had taken it earlier, I would have had a different experience. Maybe I would have been traveling and that maybe would have changed my mind. And I maybe, I don't know, say I want to go into like environmental studies and I found a passion for that. I don't, I don't know. But I think the main thing is that I was already in my degree. So I already had picked what I wanted to study and I, I did have the option of changing. I chose not to. Um, but yeah, I really can't say. Honestly, I don't even know if I want to go into finance. Like, I don't even know what I want to do. I don't think most people do nowadays, like around this age. So I'm just getting this degree as like a good basis to have. So yeah, I don't think it would have changed much. Yeah, I think I think it's a good thing because I had a similar experience. Like I did a year of uni in Macau where I was studying a different degree. I explained it in the first episode. I think I was studying civil engineering, right? And it wasn't really what I was happy with. Also, I didn't have that will to and desire to like study, for example, like you experienced, right? And then like the gap year, having worked in a trainer's position and stuff, it kind of gave me a new perspective on life and like helped me direct my focus to certain things. So I think that's one of the positives of gap years, you know? Rodrigo, did you, did you take gap year or anything like that or have any experiences like that? Unfortunately, I do not, um, because since I play sports, I kind of just use it to help me with my academics as well. So I, I've always done both together. But I do know a lot of people that have taken gap years. And some find it beneficial, some find it bad. Because, you know, some just spend that year doing absolutely nothing with their lives. And some use that experience to, you know, learn new skills, have new experiences, maybe get a job, have that environment where they improve themselves. But would I personally have taken a gap year if I could? I don't think so. Because I like to do things right after each other. Like, so I finished high school, I was like, okay, I, I'm playing football. Hopefully I'll go looking into that professional route, but I want to finish my studies at the same time. So then I can just focus on the professional side of, things of the sport and not have to worry about having a degree as well so yeah and just just my perspective on things but I can see that both of you guys have had different experiences and kind of would be in favor of gap years um what about you Paris did you have any like friends and stuff that did gap years like you um no, not that I know of. I know someone who did defer a year, but that wasn't, that was just because they had trouble with visas and stuff like that. I don't know anyone else who took a gap year. 
Okay, fair enough. So diving into like a, a comparison, right? There's the two options, right? Which because I see somebody who hasn't gone, right? And he thinks it's a positive experience. And I think from my point of view and your point of view, like we think it's a good experience. Now, the question here is, what, what, what would you advise for other people if you were in, you know, their place? What would you tell other people, for example? I think it depends. I, I was very much like Rodrigo, like back in high school, if you had asked me if I wanted to take a gap year, I would tell you that that's like a crazy thing to do. And like, it's a bad idea. <laughs> I think that's mainly for like my family values. They very much believe like high school and uni and continue that education and go to work. So I was just following that. So yeah, I, I very much think that it's a it can be a positive thing if you make it a positive thing. For me, it was very out of the blue that I decided to take a gap year. I was never planning on doing it. I think like my biggest piece of advice would be to plan it because you could spend that year working, you could spend it traveling. If you spend it traveling, that's obviously gonna cost you money. So you have to decide how you're gonna finance that. Um, yeah, there's so many different ways you can spend a gap year, just rediscovering yourself and figuring out what you want to do because we're so young. And I just think it's kind of crazy that we're expected to know what we want to do at such a young age. So, yeah, I think having a plan makes it a lot easier because otherwise, like Rodrigo said, you might just end up wasting that entire year and not doing much. And then that's not the best use of a gap year, in my opinion. Time. I guess, like, the perspective on whether gap year is good, beneficial or not, I think it's honestly, it depends on the person who's doing it. Because if a person's like, okay, I'm going to take a gap year right now, like, but maybe before university, just like Paris did, maybe between years of university, just mm -hmm. to, you know, figure out what they want to do with their life, see what they're more into, what skills they have, what skills they would like to, you know, learn. Um, and then you have others that, you know, will take a gap year just to party and spend their parents' money to travel and experience that nightlife. So I, for me, it's more based on the person and their perspective and what they want out of that gap year. So it's not entirely for me beneficial or not. It's just honestly from personal decisions. Yeah, I think it definitely depends on the person. I mean, you could turn around and next year want to take that year off from uni. You never know. It's just about like what you're going through at that time. You don't know what you're going to go through this year or next year. Some people really struggle like mid-degree and they just feel like they need a break to clear their head. And I don't know what, if your universities offer that, but that's what mine offers, like a break in studies. You can just res resume the next year or a couple months later, which I think is really good. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, you, UMAC. Right, University of Macau had a deferment program, and that's what I used to transfer to here. I kind of deferred from the university, and then I came here. And then, like, if I wanted to go back, like, if I came here and I did like the course, and I didn't enjoy it, and I wanted to go back, I could always go back. That's what they had as the program there. So that's definitely beneficial, I think, for, for some people who are a little bit more indecisive, right? Like you say, I don't, I don't know if it's just being indecisive. I like what Perry said about um, it, it's it's up to what the person is going through as well. Maybe they have a lot of things going on in their life and then studies is just adds on top of that. 
maybe it's too much that people would have to like maybe take a break from their studies to sort their things out in life. I'll use myself for an example. If let's say next year, um, I imagine I get a, a pro contract and if studies is too much for me, maybe I will, you know, take a gap here just to focus on that first year of the professional life and then maybe resume my studies afterwards. Hey, you never know. I agree with Paris. It's up to the conditions and to what that person has going on in their life. I, I like that. I like what, what Paris said about that. Here's a question. Do you think, um, for example, schools should have an initiative that, in a sense, supports gap years and like, um, helps students who are going through gap years like decide what they want to do in the future? Like, let's say, hypothetically, they have gap year courses for students to kind of like um, look at different degrees or experience different areas of expertise, for example, to help them decide. Do you think that would be an interesting thing for, for example, the educational system to implement? I think it would be. I mean, I do know that, I think there are some universities that actually do have gap year programs. Um, and then also if you think about the US, like the university system in the US, they have a four year degree mainly because that first year is trying to pick your major. So that's already giving you, you get to try a bunch of different classes and see what you're really interested in. But then systems like over in Europe, it's very different. You have to know what you want to study. So I think that it's a very beneficial thing to have. I think it's very useful, especially, I think the biggest thing is we're just so young. Like how do you expect, like how do you know what you want to do? And I think we've also come like from doing like, God, like a decade or more of high school high school like just school and then we have to go and do more studying and some people really don't like that so I don't know I think you just need a sometimes you need a breather and I think it, it would be good if education systems adapted to that more I, I agree with yeah. it's like sometimes you need time to recharge and like refocus on the things you know you want to learn about yourself and on your own terms as well but I did some research before the episode and there's a research that says that there are a lot of benefits of taking a gap year that has led schools such as Harvard, New York University, and MIT to encourage students to take one in order for them to further develop themselves, take that time to recharge and refocus. And I, I think it's something that should be, you know, considered worldwide that universities should offer as an option, you know, so students that feel overloaded could take a time to, you know, just recharge and take a breather. Yeah, um, I agree with that. I think there should be a general, like, more of a push from the educational system to support programs like that, like you named, right? Um, where students have that time to decide a little bit for themselves. Because what happens is already, for example, in Europe, right? Um, I don't know how it is in England. Maybe you could explain that to us a little bit, parents. But at least in Portugal, already in high school, two years before you graduate, you basically have to decide, for example, what area you go into. Oh, yeah. So you can go into sciences or you can study like business. So you already start um, dividing your course um, as a result of what you choose. So in some you have like more scientific and mathematical knowledge and others you have more like psychology and other subjects like that. And so from a very young age, kids a lot of times have to make decisions that they're not ready to make. Um, I have a few friends, for example, in my class who are doing, you know, 
uh, sports sciences, which is what I'm studying. And it does require some amount of knowledge, for example, of biology and things like that. But because they hadn't chose that side, that division in high school, they lack a lot of that knowledge and it ends up hurting them in the future. So maybe there should be a period of transition implemented, for example, in the gap year where students can, you know, maybe relearn some of their subjects from high school, for example, that they made a mistake, not necessarily a mistake, but they didn't know at the time what to choose, you know. Um, is, is that the same way it is run in England, for example? Do you know anything about that? Well, I didn't uh, do an English system, like educational system before uni. My sisters did, so I know sort of what it's like. But I, I remember, because I do know um, how it works in Portugal, and that always baffled me because I thought it was crazy that you had to pick um, what to do in university in, like, grade 12. So the fact that you had to pick, like, even earlier than that in Portugal was insane. But it's not as intense, I would say, the English system or the system that Rodrigo and I did, the Canadian one. Um, but you still have to pick courses because if you want to go into um, a science-based subject, you have to take sciences in high school. You have to tailor your high school courses to suit what you want to do in university. So it's not as intense, but you still, like for me, for example, I didn't take um, I took like a general science course in high school. I didn't take biology or chemistry or anything too specific. Mm -hmm. So that really limited my, um, you know, options when it came to university degrees in the science realm, which I was never interested in. But if I had turned around one day and I wanted to be a doctor, it would have been very difficult for me to go in and do that with a, no science background from high school. Explain that a little bit more to me. Um, about how you couldn't go into, for example, a more specific, like medical field, only having done general science and stuff? Well, there would have definitely been a, a way to do it. I think going, like maybe going to the US as well for university would have made it a lot easier. But coming to England, you have, um, basically you get an offer from a university, you apply and you get an offer, but these offers, um, they're based, you have to get certain marks on your exams. So even though you've been accepted to university, you still have to meet certain marks to actually end up going to that university. And for example, if you're applying to for a science-based course in England, they would want something like an A-star, AA, um, and the courses they would want you to take are like biology, chemistry, or whatever, like science-based courses. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't even be able to apply for that because I didn't take those courses so I wouldn't be able to apply for that degree so for my degree it required math in from high school some some degrees are more lenient than others so it just it limits your options a little bit could you resolve that problem by for example doing SAT subject tests like specific to you know chemistry and biology I remember when I was applying um for the uk they said that you could submit because i did take the sats i didn't do subject tests but i did the sats they said that you could submit your sat scores if you wanted to but it doesn't necessarily do much for them because that's a us based testing system so it didn't really change much i mean maybe it would but they because um the english system it relies on gcses and a levels i don't know if you've heard of that but that's no. their 
testing system. So that's what they require. So I, I'm not too sure because I didn't have any trouble with that because I knew what I wanted to go into. So I picked courses that were tailored to that. Okay, because I know that subject tests, basically SAT subject tests, right, are just more specific evaluations, basically. So for me, for example, if I wanted to do engineering in Portugal, I also had to have more intense courses, for example, I think in physics and in chemistry, um, which I, I sort of had, but they didn't accept, for example, the high school transcripts for those courses because they were very simplistic. So if I wanted to be accepted in those universities, I had to do uh, an equivalence, basically. So I had to do, take the SAT subject tests, which they do have. It's a score from zero to 800, I believe, for like physics and chemistry. And then depending on the score there, they could make an equivalent for the Portuguese course. And then I could get into subjects like that. But I guess that's not necessarily the case with the English schooling system, right? All, all I know is that I've been in most of different curriculums. I've been the Portuguese one, the Canadian one, the American one, now I'm in the Italian one. I'll say that the Portuguese one is by far the, the hardest one I've had, the most demanding one. And I disagree with the fact that in like, I think it's in grade 10, they make you pick which area you want to get into. So at least for us, when we were still, when I was still in the Canadian curriculum uh, until grade 10, from grade nine to grade 10, at least I had those five mandatory subjects that they made me have, which was science, uh, math, English, and whatever else it was, I don't remember. And then they let me pick three electives. So I just picked three different subjects that I was interested in. So I picked multimedia, photography and video class, just to see if I had any skills whatsoever to explore that area. I picked sports performance, because I'm really into sports. And then what was the other one I picked? I don't remember. But, and then I moved to America and it was a completely changing system for me because it wasn't like that. I just had five subjects in America, the mandatory ones, because I played sports and uh, clearly universities favor, <clears throat> like are more lenient when it comes to the courses you take in high school because you play sports, because sports take a considerable amount of time. A normal student, would have had like eight subjects, something like that. And us sports, we that played sports, we only had five. And I would say I took the SAT as well. It was an interesting test to take. It was long, really, really long and boring, but I did okay. And I don't know, it's just, it's just really weird being through different systems. Not all of them, not, like not all of my grades were transferred as well because like for the American system, some of my electives that I took in Macau, in the Canadian curriculum, did not count as a credit for me. So in high school, I had to take more classes than my other like colleagues and teammates because I had to make up for those credits in order just to graduate high school. And then in applying to universities or getting offers, they usually like let you just go into whatever you want. Basically, uh, maybe I'm not that accurately. Like, maybe like if you want to go into like really sciencey stuff, like doctors and stuff, you need to take some courses for that. But in general, they are very lenient when it comes to the courses just to apply for university. Like, like your parents, like 
can you do a transfer of courses, for example, in your school? Is it is it easy or no? Uh, at uni, like transferring, yeah. switching mm -hmm. courses. It's not. The UK makes it very difficult. I have, um, I know a friend who wasn't happy with her course and she just yeah. had to switch. Like you have to reapply. You can't like switch. Like in the US, you can switch majors. Here you have to completely switch courses and reapply and start from scratch from the beginning. So it's not easy. And I think that's what makes it even more stressful and like more important to consider taking a gap year if you're not sure what you want to do. Because otherwise... You might spend, I know some people are too scared to leave once they're in, like once they've started, even though they don't like it, and they end up doing three years of a subject they really don't enjoy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't think that's fair to like the people who are studying, you know, because it's putting them in a pretty tough situation where they have to make like a decision that's going to affect them possibly, possibly for the rest of their life, right? Like maybe some people don't have the financials to go back to uni for three more years, right? And then they're stuck in that career and they're kind of like, oh no, like, what do I do now? There's no, there's no exit plan, you know, there's no even switching plan, right? I can't change to another course and things like that, right? What about you um, in Italy, Rodrigo? I have no idea. I haven't tried to switch courses at all. <laughs> I don't know how it works here in Italy, but it maybe it's the same thing as the UK. I'm not sure. I don't know if they, maybe if you take some of the classes that, are demanded for the course they'll let you have those classes but i feel like most of them would not count because mm -hmm. if i went into a law degree like i had i had one subject in the first semester that was private law and i'm pretty sure that credit was would be the only one that i would have probably gotten if i transfer i'm not sure how it works though but since we're talking about gap years we've been very positive about it now let's take a look at the negative side of things Let's, let's take a look at the cons of taking a gap year. I want to hear from you guys first. What do you guys think is the cons? Like, we can start with you, Paris, first. What do you think are the cons of taking a gap year? I think one of the biggest cons is the potential that you lose momentum in your studies and academic motivation. That's something my dad especially was really worried about when I decided to take it. He was constantly bugging me last year, like, are you going back to uni? Are you going back to uni? Because he was worried that I wasn't going, I wasn't going to go back. Because I, I think it's a very fair point because you spent like almost your entire life studying throughout school. And then you go into uni. If you suddenly take that break, some people find it difficult to get back into the rhythm of studying. Uh, me personally, I didn't have any trouble adjusting, which I'm very grateful for because university is very difficult. But I think that is one of the biggest issues is you, yeah, you really struggle trying to get back into the rhythm. But I don't think that that con really outweighs the pros of a gap year if that's something you want to do. Like if you're considering a gap year and that's something you're worried about, I wouldn't even consider it because I don't think it's that important we will eventually get back into it and the pros that way Adam? what about jason what, what do you think jason um i probably i probably say that too right um but i guess that depends if you really want to continue with uni right because i think if you want to continue with uni you kind of thought you can easily get back in that rhythm the question would be like for students who don't want to get back into like for example higher education and things 
what would be the what would be the reason for them? What what do you think would cause students to, for example, lose motivation to study after a gap year? Um, I think the biggest thing would be they didn't want to go in, into uni in the first place and they want to do something else. A lot of people don't want to go to uni and you see that a lot more nowadays. When people are not going to uni at all or dropping out because I know you mentioned this in one of your episodes, just the wealth of information that's out there. You don't, ne- you don't have to go to uni and you just see all these people learning all these different subjects without needing a degree. And I think that there's still so much pressure and I think it's predominantly from parents to mm-hmm. go and get your degree. So I think the main reason that people would lose that motivation is the fact that they never wanted to be there in the first place, but maybe they feel this pressure, whether it's an external source or internal within themselves to stay in uni and then they just struggle. And I think that they might just get used to, you know, staying in bed late, staying up late, partying, playing video games all day, you know. But I know a lot of people who do that in uni. Like they're in union doing it. Fair that. enough. <laughs> yeah, but I'm pretty sure that those would be things that would be, you know, influential in a person not wanting to go back to university after taking a gap year. But they're like, go on. Gonna I was going to say, it's because you say, um, like, people might get used to laying in bed and waking up late and doing all this stuff. So I think it's interesting to talk about whether you guys think taking a gap year is a privilege. Because I personally think that it is. Because a lot of people, maybe for me, for example, I, when I took my gap year, I was supported. Like I had 100% support from my parents. Some people would have to support themselves. Some people wouldn't even have that option. So do you think that it's a privilege? Yeah, I think, I think yeah, it could be. It definitely could be a privilege for some people, right? Um, and others don't get that chance, for example. That's why I think it's a beneficial privilege. Like I feel like... If you have that privilege, if you have the support from, example, your parents and stuff to take a gap year, I think, I think personally, it would be wise for you to use it because not everybody gets that time. Not everybody gets that year to, you know, help them decide what they want to go into the future. So being one of those privileged people, I think you should take it. You know, that's my personal opinion. I think, I I think I agree with Jason that it's a privilege because first of all, gap year, it's, it could be an expensive like year for their parents to support, for example, because if their kid wants to travel and experience new things, that requires money. And I'm pretty sure that's one of the biggest cons of taking a gap year. It's the money, how much it costs, but also depends. You know, it could also be a good learning curve for people, but I don't, I don't think many can afford to take a gap year to lose that momentum of, you know, taking a break, taking the foot off the pedal when it comes to their studies, because some might feel that they're, they'll be behind your friends or, you know, then when they go back to university, they'll be the oldest in the class and they get, might get looked at as dumb or stupid. And to I be just honest, wanna... Sorry. Oh. no, 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 you're gonna say, go on, go on. I wanted to say something about being the oldest because I don't think that's an issue at all because each because I obviously did my first year and then I did a little bit of my second year and then now I'm in like completely in my second year 
And each time there were kids, the age range, like the age range was huge. There were some kids who were fresh out of high school and were 18. There were others who were 27. And that's something that's progressed every single year. Like this year, there are kids who are like 25, 26. So I don't think like if that's something people are worried about, because that's something I was worried about. It's not something to worry about at all because so many people uh, go to university at different ages and for different reasons. Yeah, I think so too. And I actually think that people who are generally older and becoming to university, they have a better um, view on what they want to do. They know exactly why they're in this course, what they want to learn, what they want to get out of it. And I think that's definitely one of the benefits. And that's one of the, also the reasons I support gap years because I feel like when you do a gap year, you mature a lot, right? Like you said, you mature a lot. You identify what you want to go into and things like that. And that makes your eventual learning throughout university more complete, I think so. And on the point of, you know, being, taking a gap year, for example, as a privilege, um, it's also possible that it's on the other spectrum, which is some people have to take a gap year. To example, um, work to pay for their uni. Not everybody can just directly transition from high school to university, right? Some maybe don't have the financial support from their parents. They have to work for a year maybe even two years, maybe three years, who knows, right? They have to take a period off studies to support themselves financially for that further development in university. I, I disagree with you in that because I don't think that if, if you have to support yourself financially into going to university and you, have, you take that break, you take that time off of high school, get a job to be able to have some money to pay for your university later on, I don't think that's considered a gap year. I think that's just something that that person has to do to in order to go to university. It's not like, oh, yeah, I'll just take a break, get a job and get some money. It's more like something they have to do. Gap year is more like an option for a person coming out of high school or even university that they're like, OK, I want to take a year off to do other things. And it requires planning as well. You can't just take a gap year not knowing what you want to do with your life. Like, I, I don't think that's personally beneficial for someone. I agree with both of you. I think you, you're both sort of like saying very similar points. I think what Jason is saying is more from like a privilege, privilege perspective where you don't necessarily have to take a gap year, um, but you can. I, I think like taking a gap year, I think it should be considered a gap year, anything between high school and going to university because you're learning so much I think you're growing as a person you're developing your horizons and you're I don't know I just think it should be considered a gap year whether or not it comes from you know having a choice where you want to travel or just try out different things or having to work because you're taking a break in your education and I think can that's I what a gap a, can I bring up an example that will contradict both of you just okay go ahead. so let, let's say I come let's say a person comes from a low-income family they don't have the funds or the means to pay for their child's university degree for him for the child to go to university so in order for for the child to be able to go to university that that child has to finish high school and has to go get a job in order to help himself or herself uh, to be able to fund themselves through university to be able to pay for university a lot of people take loans and to help their parents out but would you consider that a gap year? I don't. I personally do not think so. I don't yeah. think that's a gap year. If they work for a year to pay their 
um, ability to go to university. I think that's even here. I um, think it's. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go. You go. No, obviously you can't exaggerate that where you're like you're working for three years and then you go to university. And I was like, oh, I took three years cap years. No, that's completely different, right? But if you have the intention, like, hey, I'm going to university. Um, after this year, I'm just working this to save up a bit to pay for my um, university studies. I consider that a gap year. But go ahead, Paris. I think it it depends. I think that a lot of people might view a gap year as a privilege. And for those who view a gap year as a privilege, they wouldn't call what Rodrigo was explaining a gap year. Because to, I think some people would see a gap year as, I think when people hear gap year, they associate it with traveling and people who are having to work and then go into uni. I know I see where, I see where Rodrigo is coming from. I don't, I think people that are actually experiencing that and going through that, I don't know whether they would consider that a gap year. I don't think they would. So I think they're doing what they have to do in order to, get their degree and go to uni. I think it just, I think it just depends on how, what you see it as. Like, I, I think if you talk to most people, they would see it as a privilege being able to take a gap year. Mm -hmm. So, but I don't know. Cause then if you look at it, a gap year is like something as learning, you want to learn, uh, like go through new experiences, learn different things, build different skills. That's what you would be doing while you're working in between, uh, school and uni so in that way Jason is also right you can view it as a gap year so I think it just depends on people's own experiences and how they define a gap year I like that definition of a gap year <laughs> well, but for, like, no this is a question I don't think we we asked each other like what, what for you guys what's the definition for you guys about of a gap year it's a little bit subjective yeah on, I, I think it's a little bit subjective um Right. It, a gap year in a traditional sense is you take a break from studies and you go to university. It doesn't necessarily classify what you're doing in that year. That's what my point is. When you think of a gap year, it's just a period of time between high school and university, which traditionally is a year. That's why it's called a gap year. Now, it could be for six months, maybe because of the time differences, for example, when uni start in different countries, it could be for that. For undisclosed regions, I don't know what happens in a gap year, but a gap year would be a period of time. I think by a basic structural definition, that's what my idea would be. No, I, I agree with Jason. I think that's how I would define it as well. It really is just a gap between your education, between high school and university. I think it just, other people, I know for me personally, when I used to think of gap years, I automatically always associated it with traveling. So I guess that's how I used to, I would use to define it. But now I just see it as um, taking a break in between your studies with the intention of continuing to study after that year. Yeah, I know a couple of people, for example, took gap years, right? They were living in a certain country they moved to a new country. It took some time for them to adapt, right? To find a place to live, find contacts, meet people, take care of, for example, financial things like setting up bank accounts in a new country, driver's license, things that, that, that they needed to do before they just started, you know, university in a new country. And it was also a period of time where they explored a little bit, 
had time to self-reflect about what they wanted to do in the future. But yeah. So collecting, putting all of our ideas together, we can say that a gap year is a, a break from academics that people, well, in a general speaking sense, people use it in order to gain either work experience or personal experience, recharge, develop themselves and explore opportunities. We could say that, right? Yeah. yeah. I agree. Good Big definition. Brain Big brain power. <laughs> Did you look up Google? No. <laughs> I did not look up that on Google. I'll just. No, what is your right definition, Rodrigo? Because you're the one who didn't give your definition. My definition is a gap year. Like I said, it's a break from studies. For me, personally, I think a gap year should be between high school and university. Some people take it after university and before graduate school. Depends on the person. Yeah. But for me, it should be typically between high school and university. Uh, a grad high school graduate may be considered taking one in order to, you know, explore the area they are most interested in, maybe get like a part-time job in that area to see if they have the skills for that, if they enjoy it at all or not. Maybe they want to do some volunteer work, help others, you know, grow. It's a personal development time that I think people could consider taking. Would I personally do it? No. Why? So why do you got your, uh, no, go ahead. No, you go, you go, you go. No, this is something. It was like, if you consider a gap year to be between only high school and uh, university, what do you classify Paris's break as? A dropout? <laughs> no. <laughs> what about our one in high school? Technically, it's not no. a gap year. I was going to ask something similar. I was like, why do you, why do you think that... Um, I answer that first. I was going to ask why you think it should be between high school and your first like university year rather than yeah. graduate. I'll tell you why. What, what Paris did, I consider it a gap year as well. Some students okay. do that. But I feel like it would be more beneficial to do it before university so you just wouldn't throw one year of your life away. You know, let's Wait. say... It's just but Rodrigo, you're not throwing your <laughs> it's one year either way. It's one year when I'm 18 versus one year when I'm 20. So it's not throwing a year away. You know what I mean? I'm getting the same. I'm actually I think I got a better experience doing it later in life because I'm I was a lot more mature than I was at 18. Well, these are personal perspectives and preferences, people. <laughs> okay, let's clear that up. But no, but but don't you guys think that if you don't know what you want to pursue straight out of high school, don't you think it's more beneficial to do it then than yeah. to just do it during university? That's where I'm coming from. That's where I'm coming from. I'm not, I'm not attacking people that did the same thing as parents, okay? I'm not, I'm not talking about that scenario. I'm just talking about high school graduates in this case because yeah. it's most applicable to high school graduates that, that graduate high school, don't know what they want to do, and they do choose to take a gap year. It's not that common for people to go to university and take a gap year in between because not many universities offer that option as well. Mm -hmm. See? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I just made that question to, you know, make you think a little bit. Yeah. Make you think. Jesus, you guys were attacking me from all sides. <laughs> nah, you guys weren't attacking. Look, we have different perspectives, but in the general consensus, I think we all agree with what it is what the definitions mm -hmm. are.
what the benefits are, what the ne the negatives, the cons as well are. And, um, yeah, and I think it shows us like from different perspectives, it has different impacts. And it's not just like, oh, you know, necessarily gap years are a definite good thing or a definite negative thing, right? You kind of have to think about it. You have to be mature enough, you know, to make that decision on your own. Maybe communicate with your parents, see what they think about it, you know. And then like, you know, in accordance or with your circumstances or your situation, right? Make that decision, you know, for your life and things. Paris, are you happy with the fact It is a big decision if you think about it, right? Like a lot can happen in a year of your life, especially at that age. It's a huge turning point, right? Maybe if you do it when you're 30, maybe it's not such a big like changing point. But if you do it when you're 19, you know, which is a fundamental year of your life, or 20, 21, right? Those are the focal years of your life where a lot of things change, right? It's important to know what you're doing it for, why you're doing it, and things like that. I was gonna ask because I thought no, you took a, you took a small pause, so I thought you were gonna finish. So my bad. I was gonna say, Paris, are you happy with the fact that you took a gap year in university? Very happy. Yeah, I think I otherwise I would have, as you put it before, like wasting a year. I think doing my second year when I was doing it would have actually been a waste because I wasn't motivated to study. I wasn't enjoying. <laughs> Um, I'm not trying to like, I'm, I'm just, I'm just joking. I'm just messing with you. But it was just, I know, I think it was a good thing because I wasn't motivated to study and now I am and I'm equipped with everything I need and I'm more positive about everything. So I think, and I have a better experience as well. Like it's completely in person now. Otherwise I would have had two years online and one year in person. I don't think that's what university is about. I really hated doing online uni. So I'm really glad that I did it. What about you, Jason? You kind of had kind of like a, I don't know if it's it's called a gap year, which you had, but kind of a similar yeah. experience. It's probably less of a gap year than probably Paris is, but yeah, I'm I'm definitely very happy I did that. I think it was really important. Um, it wasn't necessarily my. The interesting thing for me was it wasn't necessarily my choice. The situation was I was supposed to come to Portugal, but things didn't work out. The school um, didn't accept some of my documents. I was missing some documents. So it would take another year to apply and I eventually signed up for UMAC and I worked and I sort of semi-studied even though I didn't study very much. Um, but yeah, I am glad that I did that because I like knew after that, I was like, I definitely know what I want to go into now. And I definitely want to study, but not what I'm currently studying, but something else. So I definitely 100% think it was a good thing in my life. And before we finish this episode, I just want to ask, would you guys recommend it to other people? I think so. I would. Depending I would on circumstances, of course, but yes. Okay. Oh, well, thank you guys for listening and paying attention to this sixth episode about gap years. And thank you, Paris, for coming in and talking about your experience and giving your opinions and your points of views as well on it. So thank you very much for that. Yeah, we hope you enjoyed this episode with our guest host and we'll hopefully have another one next week. So stay tuned for that. So, Yes, it's really easy to get guests. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much and we'll see you guys next week.